0: We're going to be going back and forth today, taking care of some city and national business, and we're going to have some fun. Dr. Ben Singer from Northwestern Hospital joins us at 2.05. If you have some questions for Dr. Ben, you're wondering about the opening up of businesses, you can call us after two, and we're giving away a Traeger smoker at 3.45 today. And President Trump made a uh, surprise visit this week to historic St. John's Church one day after it was set on fire by D.C. rioters. Wow, what a difference a week makes. Peaceful protests in Union Park here in downtown Chicago, downtown marching and protest, very, very peaceful. It's a time for healing and a time for change. Joining us is the pastor of the 14,000-member First Baptist Church in Dallas, which was also damaged by rioting last weekend, the author of Praying for America. It is Pastor Robert Jeffress. Pastor, thanks for taking the time today. Great to be with you, Pete. Pastor, i got to ask you about St. John's Church in Washington, D.C. President Trump made a statement this week. He walked over, stood by that church, holding a Bible. St. John's Church has hosted every president since Madison. There's so much history there. You preached President Trump's inauguration sermon at that church. Writers tried to burn it down. Give me your thoughts.
1: Well, I thank the president afterwards for doing that. That was a powerful symbol for him to go and stand in front of that church that anarchists had tried to burn to the ground 24 hours earlier. And, look, I think by doing that, Pete, he was showing solidarity not only with that congregation but with houses of worship all over America saying we are not going to allow our churches to be destroyed. And I think people of faith, by and large, appreciated that. And, look, you know, I think we all need to say, as Christians, Christians, yes, God hates racism. To hate a person because of the color of his skin is to hate the God who gave them the color of their skin. But the Bible also says God hates lawlessness. 1 John 3, 4 says sin is lawlessness, and we need to condemn both racism and lawlessness.
0: Boy, what a world of difference a week makes. Pastor, I grew up in Peoria, which is about two and a half hours south of Chicago. St. Joseph Catholic Church Vandals threw rocks through a stained-glass window dating back to the late 1800s last weekend. They ruined it. Your church in downtown Dallas was attacked. Tell us what happened, and what's your message for the people listening right now?
1: Well, look, I bet we had riots in downtown Dallas, and for two nights our church was vandalized. Uh, but look we can't hate people uh, for what they do. You know, the fact that people would vandalize a church shows their desperate need for God. And that's really the reason, Pete, I wrote my new book, Praying for America. This is a nonpartisan book. Whether you're a Democrat, Republican, or whether you like President Trump or don't like President Trump, we all need to come together as Christians and pray for our country right now. I mean, the most patriotic thing a Christian can do for the nation we love is to pray for the nation we love and pray for Praying for America is an inspirational tool to help you do just that.
0: Pastor, one of my favorite Bible verses, Luke chapter 18, verse 1, always pray and not give up. Do we start by praying? Is that where we start in the healing process?
1: Right. I mean, prayer is a is not just some ritual to go through. It's our connection to the Creator who loves us and made us. And prayer, you know, is simply having a conversation with God, telling God not what you think should be in your heart, but what is actually in your heart. And uh, I hope this book will be a motivation to do that. You know, Pete, in every one of these chapters, or 40 chapters in the book, each one's only three or four pages, I begin with a story from American history about how faith made a difference in the course of our country from the Revolutionary War to the Civil Rights Movement to the space program. And then at the end of the chapter, I suggest a brief prayer for a specific aspect of American life, for first responders, for law enforcement officials, for our families, for our pastors, for our churches. And uh, I hope uh, Christians will pick up a copy of Praying for America. They'll use it as their own guide to maybe reconnect with the God who loves them and made them.
0: Pastor Robert Jeffress on the phone with us. Uh, It's a time for listening with an open heart and an open mind. What are your parishioners saying to you?
1: Well, look, I think uh, our church members are very concerned, first of all, about our own city, that there be unity in our city. But, you know, you can only have unity when it's built around truth. And, again, I think as Christians we can't be tied and uh, prisoners to any ideology, to any political party. We need to teach God's truth no matter how politically incorrect it is. And as I said at the top, I mean, I think we need to denounce racism. God hates that. We also need to denounce lawlessness. God hates that as well.
0: Why is it nowadays that it's not cool to pray or go to a service?
1: Well, oh, I think our culture is becoming increasingly secular. Uh, I think... Uh, We uh, have always rebelled against the idea that there's a God to whom we're accountable. That's just the way we're born with that uh, sin nature in us that makes us want to think we're in control of our life. Adam and Eve, I mean, they rebelled against the idea that they needed to be obedient to God. But, you know, Pete, if this pandemic has taught us anything, it's that we're not in control of our life. We live under that illusion. I remember making a list of all the things on January 1st I was going to accomplish in 2020. I think God was laughing at me. I made my list. I couldn't see what was ahead, but he saw it. And I think this whole pandemic is a reset for us to remember our Creator and our important dependence upon Him.
0: Pastor, there's never been a time in the history of the world where we all just stopped like we did during the pandemic.
1: No, and there's never been a time when churches had to stop all at once. But again, I think what Maybe Satan meant for evil, God used for good. You know, we haven't met as a church together since March the 15th. We went online, we have hundreds of thousands who watch us every week, but the interesting thing is in the last 10 weeks we've seen 18,000 people watching our broadcasts. I mean, we would never have had that happen without this pandemic. So God has a way of turning the bitter into sweet, the bad into good.
0: Well, you are the pastor of a 14,000-member First Baptist Church in in Dallas. We all have people that we go to for advice. Who do you go to for advice or guidance when you need it?
1: Well, I talk to uh, other pastors uh, whom I admire. You know, I'm old enough now, I'm 64, that my mentors have all gone on to heaven, so (laughs) the time has passed when I can call them up on the phone. But I do have some pastors that I uh, admire and talk to, and of course I have the same counsel that's available to all Christians, and that is God's Word. God's Word doesn't change even though the culture changes, and it can be a solid rock for all of us to depend upon.
0: Pastor... What do you pray for daily?
1: Well, I pray, first of all, that I would stay true to the faith and, and uh, be faithful to God, regardless of circumstances. And I pray for the protection of my family, my children and my grandchildren, that regardless of what's happening in the world, they would stay close to the God who made them and loves them.
0: And how did you and uh, President Trump become so close that you did the sermon at his inauguration ceremony?
1: Uh, that's so funny because he tells the story often. He said, you know, uh, he was he and Melania were watching me one night on television back in 2015 doing an interview about him. And uh, he said uh, to Melania, who the hell is that guy? I need to get to know him.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Reached out to me, and uh, mm-hmm. I came up to Trump Tower, and we just became friends uh, right away.
0: Uh, what's your favorite Bible verse?
1: Romans eight twenty eight. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose.
0: You know what? I never, ever knew Bible verses until a few years ago when people started sending them to me. I, I, I mentioned the one about Luke, always pray and not give up. How about the yeah. uh, the Philippians um, chapter 4, 6 to 7, be anxious for nothing.
1: And I like the way the Living Bible says it, don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything In other words, take the list of all the things you're worried about, turn your worry list into your prayer list, and you'll be surprised when you start praying instead of worrying how that fear completely dissipates.
0: Pastor, we saw thousands of people peacefully protest yesterday. We are ready to heal here in Chicago. I mean, we have Christians, we have Jews, we have Muslims, we have all types of religions listening to this radio station. Can you give us some advice as we move forward?
1: don't let bitterness overtake you, regardless of where you stand on what's happening in America right now. You know, the most uh, destroying emotion of all is bitterness. It absolutely eats away at our heart. Uh, the I have found it is impossible to hate people and pray for them at the same time. If you uh, don't like somebody, you don't like some political leader, pray for them, and you'll be surprised how the hate completely evaporates from your life.
0: Well said. We all need to forgive and heal. Pastor Robert Jeffress, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas, his book is entitled Praying for America. Thank you for coming on today, Pastor.
1: Well, thank you so much, and thanks for talking about my book, Praying for America.
0: And we'll talk again soon. Thank you, sir.
1: You bet.